next week. See ya. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Anna-Marie Evans. The top stories. The coronavirus is spreading faster than ever in Hong Kong, an expert warns. CY Lang accuses the pan-democrats of a past attempt at secession. And long queues form again on day two of the pan-democrats' primary election. A top medical expert is warning that the coronavirus is spreading at its fastest pace yet in Hong Kong, amid a recent surge in the number of local unexplained cases. The dean of Hong Kong University's Faculty of Medicine, Gabriel Lang, said the reproductive number of the virus has risen to nearly four, meaning that every infected person can now be expected to pass the virus on to almost four more people. He says it's also alarming that there are around 50 reported local infections with no known sources of infection. We have already entered Hong Kong's first sustained local outbreak. Uh, whereas in March, most of our cases had been imported. So I think there is a key difference there. And I think that over the next one or two weeks, we really need to reapply some of the suppression measures that we have successfully deployed previously to control the outbreak. Professor Lang, who has also been advising the government on its handling of the pandemic, urged people to take immediate steps to protect themselves from the virus. I think that those would really include making sure that we restrict our own social circles to the immediate family, to make sure that we try to avoid crowded places or large-scale events, especially those that are indoors and with not sufficient uh, airflow ventilation or air changes. And we must protect, in particular, high-risk individuals. We've already had 80% attack rate in one nursing home. We must, must make very sure that this does not proceed to a second, let alone a third or more such nursing home facilities. Former Chief Executive C.Y. Leung has accused the pan-Democrats of a past attempt at secession. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. Leung said the opposition had a history of trying to push back against China's sovereignty over Hong Kong. He gave, as an example, a recent effort to filibuster a recently passed bill banning people from disrespecting the national anthem. But he went as far back as the run-up to the 2017 chief executive election when the pan-democrats wanted the people to directly choose candidates for election rather than via a nominating committee as specified under the basic law. But he says what's even worse is their campaign to do away with Beijing's power to appoint the elected candidate. By appointing the elected candidate as it sees fit, the central government confers onto the chief executive additional powers. So it is the combination of the two mandates, one from the Hong Kong electorate and the other the Chinese central government, that gives the chief executive wide-ranging powers and Hong Kong the high degree of autonomy. The pan-democrats wanted to remove the central government from this equation and maintain the powers of the chief executive. This is not democracy. It is secession by any definition. Mr. Leung also defended Beijing's imposition of a new national security law on Hong Kong, saying national security threats have been rising in recent years because the city has failed to fulfil its constitutional duty to enact its own security law. The SAR had been seen to be abusing its high degree of autonomy and had allowed itself to be used as a base and recruitment centre of subversion, he said. Mr. Leung added the acts of some critics belie their claim that one country, two systems, is dead. The opposition, ironically, has been as rowdy and apple-daily 
as anti-China as before, despite the claim of being targeted. Roy Kwong Chan Yu, a vocal electrical member of the Democratic Party, happily declared that he had bought a brand new apartment for over 10 million Hong Kong dollars and would soon move out of his public rental housing unit. I'm glad that the 5 million Hong Kong dollars income that he will have received by the end of his four-year term as electrical member has been put to good use. Of course, he is not alone in the market. Recent offers by real estate developers have done very well. So much for the end of Hong Kong. Large crowds of people have been lining up to vote in a primary election organised by the Pan-Democrats on the second day of a two-day exercise. One voter in Sha Tin told RTHK he's taking part to show that he's not giving up on the fight for democracy. Another showed up before polling opened at nine, saying he was worried the voting may be halted. The government has warned that the primary could be in breach of the national security law and police had raided the offices of a pollster involved in the exercise on Friday over a suspected data leak. Despite this, there's been a strong response, with organisers reporting that more than 230,000 voted yesterday, already exceeding its target. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The 5.1 magnitude earthquake rattled the northern city of Tangshan this morning, reviving memories of a devastating quake there that was the deadliest in modern times. A resident told RTHK he was sleeping when the tremor struck. He said the shaking didn't stop for about 30 seconds and knocked some of his things onto the ground. The city, around 200 kilometres east of Beijing, was the site of a 7.8 magnitude quake in 1976 that killed at least 240,000 people. U.S. President Donald Trump has appeared in public for the first time wearing a face mask. He put it on for a visit to the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center outside Washington. Mr. Trump has previously refused to wear one in front of cameras, but he said he thought it was expected that facial coverings be worn in hospitals. I think when you're in a hospital, especially in that particular setting where you're talking to a lot of soldiers and people that in some cases just got off the operating tables, I think it's a great thing to wear a mask. I've never been against masks, but I do believe they have a a time and a place. The United States has posted a new record number of daily infections. More than 66,000 new cases were confirmed on Saturday, the fifth day in a row that the number of new cases exceeded 60,000. The resurgence of the virus has prompted several states to tighten restrictions. The former U.S. Special Counsel Robert Mueller has strongly defended his investigation into ties between Russia and the 2016 Trump presidential election campaign. His comments come in the wake of President Trump's decision to commute the prison sentence of his former adviser, Roger Stone, for his role in the affair. The BBC's John McManus reports. Writing in the Washington Post, Robert Mueller says he felt compelled to respond to claims that his investigation was illegitimate, his motives improper and that Roger Stone was a victim. In commuting Mr Stone's 40-month sentence, the White House insisted that Donald Trump's long-standing ally had been treated unfairly as part of what the president has termed a political witch hunt and the Russia hoax. But in his article, Mr Muller said that Stone was found to have lied repeatedly to members of Congress and tried to interfere with a witness, and he insisted he was a felon. Two regional elections will be held in Spain today, the first such vote since the pandemic. They're taking place in Galicia in the northwest and in the northern Basque region. The BBC's Guy Hedgeco reports from Madrid. Spain lifted its national lockdown at the end of June and the holding of these two elections, which were both postponed in April, is further proof that the country is returning to normal. 
However, an area of Galicia with 70,000 inhabitants has been in quarantine for the last week due to a new outbreak of coronavirus. The Basque town of Ordizia has also seen a spike in infections. Despite some calls for these areas to vote at a later date, the elections are due to go ahead as planned. But around 200 people in each region will be unable to vote because they have tested positive. Sport and in football, Norwich City are the first team to be relegated from the Premier League. They were beaten 4-0 at home by West Ham with Hammers forward Mikhail Antonio scoring all four. Here's the Canaries boss, Daniel Farke. First of all, we were unbelievably disappointed uh, because, of course, we were greedy uh, to work on our next miracle. I can remember uh, the time when I came here. We needed uh, to develop young players and, and to sell some young players in order to keep this club uh, going. Then the second uh, season, so no one expected anything, but we were able to create a miracle. So we promoted totally unexpected, this unbelievable young group of, of players to the, with a record season, was winning the championship title. Of course, we were greedy to, to add the third miracle in a row and against all odds uh, to be there and to stay in this league. and. Yeah, we're not able to do this, and for that, of course, we are disappointed. Watford beat Newcastle 2-1 with captain Troy Deeney, scoring both goals from the penalty spot. Newly crowned Premier League champions, Liverpool's 100% home record was ended by Burnley. The game at Anfield finished one all. Elsewhere, Raheem Sterling's third hat-trick of the season fired Manchester City to another convincing win. They beat Brighton 5-0 to guarantee a second-place finish in the league. And Sheffield United's hopes of playing European football next season were given a boost with a 3-0 victory over Chelsea at Bramall Lane. To end the news, the stories once the top stories once again. The coronavirus is spreading faster than ever in Hong Kong, an expert warns. CY Lang accuses the Pan Democrats of a past attempt at secession, and long queues form again on day two of the Pan Democrats primary election. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value, and a new experience.